to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty without me. Welcome to Enlightened Infernal with one uh, Patrick and one Adam. How you guys doing? <laughs> How's it going, Patrick? If you know the number of the Satans you'd like to speak to, press one. <laughs> uh, You've chosen Reverend Gamble. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done. It's been like this is the we've had a one month gap between shows. I guess I should say. Yeah, and I had uh, bronchitis a couple weeks ago, and that was you know that was no fun. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't really talk and. When I did talk, it was mostly just coughing. So, you are you fully healed now? I hope so. I guess we'll find out tonight. <laughs> it's just yeah, it, it comes and goes. You know, every time the seasons change, I get a little, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got some black lung. <laughs> um, well, I mean, did you survive the earthquakes? Yeah, I really. Uh, the one I didn't really feel it down here because. It was like it was. It came down here, and all of a sudden, I was sitting in the shop, and I was like, "Why? Am I fucked up? What's going on here?" <laughs> and then it like stopped, and I was like, "Oh, well, must have been just me." And then I was like, "It was a giant earthquake." And I was like, "I didn't feel shit." So, <laughs> You're like, I usually sleep through my hangover. I didn't feel shit. <laughs> I usually sleep right through them. Like seriously, like I'm, I sleep. I'm like, I don't know, quick. I slept right through that shit. Damn. Yeah, well, but my alarm wakes me up, but an earthquake doesn't. That's wild, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you could join me on this uh, exciting episode because we got a lot to go over. And from the framing of the news articles that we're going to be talking about, it may not be as apparent as to the direction that we're going to be going, but expect us to go all over the board because we're talking about uh, Trump's Twitter rants. We're talking about uh, attempts, the most recent attempts at impeaching Trump. We're talking about... Uh, uh, judges being uh, kicked off of the bench and we're going to close it out with some good old-fashioned conspiracy theories about i don't know maybe some ticks and some lyme disease so we got a lot to cover we don't have a yeah, whole I read lot of time it. I, I read that article you had and i was like mm, that's interesting <laughs> well as with every conspiracy theory there's always a nugget that makes you think what if like is it crazy or is it real like you, you never know that's why I like him. Uh, let me give a quick shout out. Zachary and Brad, how you doing? Thank you guys for joining us. And Shauna, hi. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, Ongle? Thanks for joining us, man. Stoner. Stoner Goblin 666. It's a hell of a name you got there, man. Sounds like a D&D &D character. <laughs> I want my character name to be Stoner Goblin. And you have to call me Lord Stoner. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. It's going to be awesome. All right, people, let's let's dive into this with our first story that we're going to be talking about today and make sure this thing isn't going to move. All right, so this is an article off of the L.A. Times, and uh, it's basically following up on a series of, like, sort of tweets that uh, Trump gave against the um, four representatives that are seen as the squad or the Justice Democrats, depending on where you land politically. And uh, it was basically saying uh, uh, Twitter's are, are, uh, liberals are always telling us how to run the country. If they don't love it, tell them to leave it. The, these uh, people need to go back to their country uh, of origin and fix it if it's so bad there. I'm sort of summing it up. The irony of all this is that these four congressmen he's talking about are duly elected congressmen. So they have a job in telling people how to run the country. And... They're elected, so they have thousands upon thousands of constituents that are also telling them how to run the country. And to add to all of the irony, these are American citizens. So the fucked up country they'd be coming to to fix is America. 
and even adding on to that is were Trump's they, own insanity. Here? What's that? Were they born in this country? Uh, one of them was not. Three of them were. Okay. So one's a naturalized uh, citizen. Uh, and then Trump ran a campaign on making America great again, saying that it was fucked up, and so he had to fix it. So he's, he, by his own logic, he should have gone back to whatever country he came from. Well, the whole well, thing is a little it. strange. What's that? He fixed it. Oh, yeah. Now, he's, now, he's, now you're criticizing him for fixing it. It's true. I should, I should have thought about that before I spoke <laughs> up. <laughs> Christopher, how's it going, man? Thanks for joining us. Um, <laughs> soundtrack to mask painting. I like that. I like that. Let, let us know in the chat what mask you're painting. Um, okay, so what do you think about this? And, and I, I don't necessarily want to talk about, unless you want to, the four uh, uh, representatives that he's targeting. But I do want to talk about the backtrack. Um, oh, I'm sorry. The core point of this article, I, I totally glossed past it. He was at a rally in North Carolina, and the rally goers broke into the chant of send her back, a direct uh, reaction to his criticizing of Representative Ilhan Omar of Minnesota. Uh, uh, th and again, this is reminiscent of the 2016 rant against Hillary Clinton of lock her up. So what do you think about this idea of not only telling representatives in Congress that they shouldn't complain about the State of the Union, and if they do, then they should just leave the country altogether. And more, what do you think about Trump backing away from his own comments and the comments of these uh, uh, rally goers by saying that he does not support the send them back chanting? He's playing the political game. I mean, yeah, he's all, yeah, he's all for it, but then he's like, no, that's going to make me look bad, so I can't really you know, support it, but in secret, I support it. Now, this one particular senator you talk about, is this is the one that's Muslim, correct? Yeah. Okay, so... Ilhan Omar, yeah. Yeah, so this is, this is where, and she wears her, I forget what the term is called for their hats, I forget it. Well, in her case, I think hat. it's just a headdress, but... Yeah, they, yeah, that they wear, and so, I mean, that's just kind of the thing, like, you know, I see what he's doing, and I think it's wrong, but at the same time, like, he has to have something to run on. He has to have something to attack. I mean, Trump's very good at sleight of hand uh, with his politicalness. Um, like, look over this, I'm going to do this, and then I'm really doing shit over here. But I'm going to focus on this and make this a big thing. But, you know, Trump doesn't really have any, you know, when he runs again, because he will, and mm -hmm. And he doesn't really say what his policies are or what he is. Is He has these catchphrases. Make America great again. Well, how are you going to do that? Oh, I'm, I'm going to make it so great your head will spin. And you're going to do that how again? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. going to be so amazing. So this is just another, like you said about the Hillary thing, it's just another way for him to, to you know, uh, um, have a catchphrase and do all this stuff and rally p people. I could say that, you know, this is, you know, um, in the state that he's in right now and doing all this stuff, he's actually making sure that he's going to secure votes. He's not mm -hmm. stupid. Mm -hmm. He's not stupid at all. He knows how to get them riled up. You know, people, hate is a, a very powerful weapon in the political arena. Hate will drive people out to go and vote. Mm -hmm. So he's, I, I think he's playing this just right. I think it's wrong. I think it's, it's completely irresponsible. And I think it's, it's, um, it's something that he should not be doing, but at the same time, he knows how this game is played, and he's going to win again. This is how he's playing it. He knows. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he does know exactly what he's doing, and he's playing to a very prevalent base that people are not usually willing to overtly play to. And whether you believe he's racist or his platform is racist, he's certainly speaking to a very racist segment of our country. And so the racism that he exists impeach me yeah yeah i don't know what happened um i I, mean, I wasn't even showing i was getting any dropped rates yeah we should be coming back online here um so everyone i apologize for that <laughs> apparently just recently i've been having tons of problems lately 
uh, it's not saying I've dropped any frames. And so hopefully it's come back online. Uh, let me uh, pause the slideshow and get us back to where we were. So um, what we were talking about before the stream cut out is whether or not the president has uh, the, or should, if he doesn't or does, have the right to say racist things. Um, and I'm sorry I cut you off there, Patrick, but uh, what were you saying? I, I, we do have free speech, and yes, he can say whatever he wants at the same time. There's no decorum with this man. So he's in... This isn't like the 1940s and the 1950s. Right. This is, you know, we're in a new age here, and that stuff's not tolerated. But he... But like I said before, like, this man really knows what he's doing. And he knows that this stuff does exist and if he can do it he can say well so can i i can mm -hmm. be racist too the president can be racist and that's where he's not being responsible with his power i mean this isn't your back office this is america and saying racist stuff and being like that is just absolutely deplorable at the same time he does have every right to say it and he has protected under free speech right but yeah he's just being irresponsible yeah, it's strange when you're supposed to be a president for all of your citizens and you're really talking down to a certain segment of them and you're bolstering another segment. Uh, usually what presidents do is try to lift the entire country up at once rather than pushing some down and lifting others up. And this is, it's, again, it's strange because this is an abnormal president. This is an abnormal presidency. And so he, we live in this very politically correct culture right now where people are genuinely terrified about whether or not they should be telling a joke or whether they can clap a, a workmate on the back uh, and have that be seen as acceptable or not. Um, we're policing all of our behavior on a regular basis, and yet we have the highest office in the land, arguably the most powerful man in the world, who is never... Um, not only um, punished for legalities or illegalities that he commits uh, on record. I mean, he is literally right now an unindicted co-conspirator in a federal crime that his lawyer is doing time for right now. And that's only one of the crimes that he has committed while being in office. He is currently being sued um, by uh, in New York State in four different lawsuits. His charities have been shut down and he's been banned from ever being a part of them because he would take charity money and spend it on his own personal campaign and his own personal things. So this is a man who breaks no, the law on a no regular different basis. Than the Clinton, no different than the Clinton charity and their stuff too? Like they did the same thing, didn't they? The, well, you can argue that... Um, well, here's the difference. One... Clintons were looked into and they didn't do anything illegal. So whether or not they were selling bribes while she was Secretary of State is one thing. Never proven. Never convicted of anything. Trump is the acting president of the United States. And he has, in office, committed but crimes. You, but you can't try him while he's president. It has to be when he's done. Well, Right, unless you impeach him, which is a story we're going to be getting to here in just a second. Um, well, you actually can. You, I mean, you can subpoena him and you can, uh, you can accuse him of crimes. He's being sued right now. He can be sued. You just can't. He can't be sued, but he can't be prosecuted until he's not president. Like, he won't do I time unless it's, no. again, an impeachable offense, which you can argue if a blowjob is an impeachable offense, everything that he's done in office is an impeachable offense as well, including That's... obstruction of justice, which is an impeachable offense. However, the Democrats are fucking cowards. Except for the handful that tried to do their duty, whether you like it or not, it is their responsibility to hold the president accountable, and they're not doing it. So and making and making blowjobs impeachable offense has really affected a lot of people in a lot of ways. Well, in an interesting making, way, making, making blowjobs, you know, a bad thing. I mean, that's since that happened, blowjob rate has gone has gone down a lot. <laughs> The national quota of blowjobs is down by 45%. <laughs> not among men, though, which is weird. Yeah, they blow each other all the time. Is that not what you meant? Did I misunderstand? <laughs> no, I think you understood that a little too well. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it, it's a little bit surprising um, that 
our, our collective culture, the society that we all have to live in, we have one set of rules that we abide by, and the executive branch has it totally different. Um, I, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's just. And it actually sets the stage for a king or a monarch and a dictator and not a president, which is supposed to be the exact opposite of that. You know, someone who's elected into office, not someone who just commands the office because they say. So it's a little concerning. What's the golden rule, Adam? Um, he who has the gold makes the rules. Ah, there it is. <laughs> you should have said that as walking. That would have been better. <laughs> he who makes... He who has the gold makes the rules. <laughs> makes the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just strange. I mean, what do you think about our general level of political correctness do you think it's swinging back at all from this pendulum of of right and wrong as as perceived by society uh, or do you think we're still pretty my, heavy into it my opinion on political i don't believe in political correctness hmm. i believe we should say whatever we want i mean this is kind of george carlin had to think about this where if you can control what we say and how we conduct ourselves we're actually controlling thought and the government really wants to control how our thoughts are done. You can't say this. You can't say that. This is not good. We should be allowed to express ourselves in any mm -hmm. way we want. That's what freedom of speech is all about. We are allowed to express ourselves and conduct ourselves. We shouldn't have to monitor our thoughts like that. Yeah. We should be completely creative. And I don't believe that we should be politically correct. If you want to call me a cracker, call me a cracker. If you want to, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's just like, well, if you make it have attention, then it has attention. If you give it validity, then it's going to have some. You know, that's the thing. It's, oh, he's, he shouldn't have said that. Well, you know what? If nobody gave any mind to it, like, who cares? Then it mm -hmm. wouldn't have the impact that it has on. Yeah. People put too much into it. And that's just where, you know, you're, it, it's just, if you can control, you know, if you control how we think, I mean, how we express ourselves and you're, controlling how we think about things, you know, oh, I shouldn't do that. That's politically incorrect. Well, who gives a fuck? Yeah, it is That's, interesting you know, if, if the uh, if the censorship is coming from uh, the political body saying, uh, you know, we outlaw this type of language. That's one thing. If it's coming from uh, a segment within a society, that's another thing, because ultimately where it stems from, I, I think, is the one that has the power behind it. So um, by outlawing a certain speech, the people who are outlawing it have control, as to your point, uh, of the, the way that the brains work of every individual that is going out of their way not to use that language. Because they're thinking it because it's in your collective conscious. It's out there in the world. The language exists. And then you have to stop yourself and say, okay, in your head, I'm not going to say that because that's going to offend X, Y, and Z. So instead, I'll say it this way. And so they literally are changing the way that your brain operates in its maybe unrefined natural state, but still changing the way it thinks. Welcome to woke. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think it's an interesting idea to, to maybe delve a little bit deeper into too, because the concept of being woke, as I understand it, is simply being a little more considerate for the other people you share space with on this rock hurtling through space. But now it's become this huge, uh, it, you know, when I started reading about it and then started, people were like, oh, it's the woke thing. And then people brought that up with Ariel being black on the Little Mermaid uh, movie. And it's like, oh, Disney has to be woke now. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is that why she's, you know, I don't really care if she's a mermaid. I don't know mermaids had race. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're not real. You know, <laughs> you know it, yeah, it, it's it's fictional. But I'm like, well, if this is, if the political correctness has now become this, where uh, if Hollywood goes to make a film, then they have to be, they can't just make the film they want because now they're conscious of this political correctness. Now we have a problem hmm. because now they're set, now I hope that it's not substituting content for wokeness. If if you catch my drift, like if 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 all oh, the movie sucks because it's so woke, well, then don't do that. Make the movie as best as, as you can. But if woke is starting to seep into our movies and our literature and things like that, that's a very, very powerful thing. And I don't think that that's good at all.
Well, we have seen directors fired from projects. We've seen actors fired from projects. We've seen writers fired from projects because of their political leanings. And this goes all the way back to the 50s when it was a communism craze. Like, uh, you know, everyone's blaming everyone else in Hollywood for being a communist. Uh, oh, the and, biggest one was Walt Disney. Well, I mean, and it's no, in Walt Disney were... now that you're seeing that reaction. They fired James Gunn because of his tweets from years ago being insensitive, even though he had already apologized for the tweets years later. Who, who, who cares? Yeah. That's, well, apparently here's... Disney didn't because they rehired him. So. Well, well, here's my whole thing. It's like, who decides what's this and what's that and this and everything? Who decides that shit? Because I know I don't decide it. Mm. I don't know who the people are that decide that, oh, this is incorrect now. You can't do this. Well, who decides that shit? Yeah, who well, ultimately, this I mean, every society has a natural inertia of behavior and acceptable uh, tolerances, right? I mean, behavior back in the Roman Empire today would never stand. I mean, it was very vulgar and raw, um, even though it was publicly acceptable. Even in our lifetimes, behavior when I was a young man in elementary and in high school, in high school, that was behavior that was okay then is wildly unacceptable today. And it's because society, for better or ill, moves in a particular direction and it seems with a, a rather powerful inertia behind it. And so we have to either get on that wave and ride it or try to stand up against it. And it seems lately anyone who stands up against it is being burned. And I, I just find it interesting when... Ultimately, we all champion the idea of an open society means open discourse. I mean, it's the, the, the right to free speech is an American right. And yet, is it anymore? Yeah, it's, it's how this turns out that people are getting their content removed on social media platforms because of their political incorrectness. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's shocking. I even see um, those of our ilk, uh, white males. No, just those of our kind uh, policing the language of others of our ilk, which I find very interesting. Um, you know, yeah. I can't stand that shit, and I can't stand people correct my grammar either. I don't give a fuck. I <laughs> say what I want. If my grammar's wrong, I don't care. Don't be a grammar Nazi. Now it's like, now you're censoring what I can say and can't say, not only my grammar. That's when I start losing my shit. That's why I stay a lot <laughs> off of Facebook and social media because, like, I get in trouble. I mean, I have in the past gotten into big tr trouble, so. I just kind of stay off of it because I know that I'll just start, start, yeah, or getting angry and start saying shit to people, and that's the thing is like, I, you know, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's tweeting. The person's not face to face with the person; they're just putting random thoughts out there, and people are reacting in a in a way that's, uh, it, it, it's absolutely ludicrous. Mm. Well, here's an interesting thought uh, from uh, Big Diamond Chase in the chat room. He's saying society seems to have lost its animal instinct. The herd is weak, programmed to be weak. And he mixed it up, but he's saying right is might. I believe he means might is right. But I would argue that if might is right and political correctness is sweeping our culture, then is that not the might? And if it is the might, because it's winning, does that not make it right, whether you like it or not? That's interesting. It's, that's very interesting. It's kind that's of a, a scary thought because might is right goes so far uh, as long as it's on your side. You know, as yeah. soon as it's on yeah. the other side, you're like, uh, but, well, um, uh. Yeah, I think, I, you know, political correctness, I think it's, it's, I mean, this has been gone on for a lot of time. That's why we had that show with Bill Maher, Politically Incorrect, if yeah. you remember correctly, where they would just say what they wanted to say and they were concerned about being politically correct right. and i think that that's I, you know i don't think you can have really good discussion if you're being politically correct i don't think you can have actual intelligent conversations or the transfer of information between people if you're too worried about their feelings being hurt yeah no i, I agree with that um let's move on to the next one here because uh it seems like a I'm, natural step of this conversation <laughs> what's that um, Zachary, I am actually asking you guys if you're fast enough to type your answer, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll respond to it. Um, all right, so the House downvotes rogue effort to impeach Trump, 
Democratic Texas Representative Al Green introduces the measure on Tuesday evening. The vote was 332 to 9 to 5, with most Democrats voting alongside Republicans to table the measure. Green was unsuccessfully or has unsuccessfully tried to force an impeachment vote twice before. So this is where I think um, Nancy Pelosi, I think, is, is um, derelict in her duty. Uh, she is in command of the House right now. We have a president who is breaking the law and he is not being held to account. And so his behavior reflects that. He will continue to go off the rails. We even have Republicans, long time, lifetime, lifelong Republicans who have served Republican presidents publicly going against this president because he is breaking down the norms that are essential to a democratic society and to the rule of law and the balance of power between the three branches of government. We have a genuine crisis and the job of the House of Representatives is to be the checks and balance and they are not doing their job. So whether or not they're successful is not important. The fact is, it's their job to impeach him. That's it. Whether they're successful or not, they have to have it and they're not doing it. They're not doing it because they're afraid of politics. They're afraid because when the Republicans tried to impeach Clinton over the blowjob, it actually spurned more Democratic support. But what they forget to understand is that a blowjob is not important and the Democratic norms of our republic are important. What do you think about that? They don't really have the balls to impeach him. They really don't. They don't. Really I'm don't. sorry. I mean, I'm being, uh, trying to be an asshole here, but uh, they got no balls. Democrats have proven for, for years to be weak. For years have, through their actions. You know, that's the thing. Well here, well, here is the thing. It's like, you know, we don't know who is funding the people in, um, in the House. We don't exactly. know who's backing them. And we don't know where all this is coming from. So it could be a monetary thing. We're like, eh, well, we you know my guy said I can't do this, so they're not gonna they're not gonna impeach him. And furthermore, I don't think they even have enough evidence to impeach him. I mean, I'm don't get me wrong here. I mean, Trump is very good at sidestepping a few landmines. Mm-hmm. He's very good at, at me, you know the Mueller report. He just said, hey, I didn't find any collusion at all. Here's my report. Make your own assessment of it. I'm out. And no one bothered to read it. And those who did, even Republicans, admit that he did did obstruct justice, which is illegal, and it is a federal crime, and it is an impeachable offense. Right. Uh, He obstructed justice. In what way? See, there's there's all kinds of— He stopped the Mueller report. Like, that was the whole— Yeah, but they still got it out, and then there wasn't anything found for collusion. But that doesn't matter. It's the attempt that makes it a federal crime. I I understand what you're saying, but, like— they got to pick their battles. Mm-hmm. If they really want to impeach him, they're going to wait till he fucks up on something major and they can hammer him. But at the same time, it's their weak, so they don't... He has accused they, rape. Uh, he has rape accusers, sexual assault accusers. He so has um, uh, a, a, a lawyer in prison under his direction for committing a federal crime. He has obstruction of justice counts. He has uh, um, charity scamming that he's already his businesses have already been uh, committed of uh, found guilty of. Um, he has ongoing investigations, ongoing uh, 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 suits in court. I mean, this is this is not just someone's opinion. This is I, fact. I, I, this is fact. But there, he is the John Gotti of presidents. He's the Teflon president. He's not going to do any of this. He's not yeah. going to serve any time. He's not going to be impeached, and he's not going to go to jail. I'm yeah. telling you. I think you're right. Is, I think you're he right. He is very smart at what he's doing, and people think this is one thing that I suggest that people do. If you can find it, there's an interview of him back in the 80s when he was talking about how he would run for a Republican president and how he would switch sides. He, in detail, told exactly how he would do it and how he would win. He did the exact same thing. I can't find the report. I wish I would have recorded it, but I cannot find it anymore. And he is very articulate, and he is very smart in this interview. He is not stupid. He knows exactly what he's doing. So people say, oh, he's this, he's that. I think he's doing things just to piss people off, to set them on that rage, because then they're too worried about what he tweeted and not what he's doing. I think that's a very valid uh, opinion to have. I mean, he, he lights enough fires... That you're no longer looking at him, you're looking at the fires. 
Correct. He is very good at sliding. Gives him all the cover he needs to do exactly what he wants to do or exactly what his um, uh, financial backers want him to do. He's going to come into his second term and he still hasn't released his fucking tax returns. Yeah. Okay. He's going to, he does. I actually read that a judge shut down a subpoena. and I, I hadn't read the entire uh, article, but it was something about a judge shutting down an impina to um, requisition uh, his financial records. So it does very much seem like those local judicial appointees that he's been making have been paying off. You know, and that is we are watching. I mean, this is a very to me, it's very exciting to watch all of this. I'm just fascinated with the whole thing. I'm completely fascinated. I'm like. His fucking guy does whatever the fuck he wants, however he wants it, and they cannot stop him. I'm going to make a reference here because I know that you like when I make these old movie references, like yeah. Time Cop and stuff. Do you remember Escape from L.A.? Uh, vaguely, yeah. Okay, remember he swore himself into a lifetime of presidency? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, we're witnessing King Trump. We might be on the precipice that this, this, this will be our very first American king uh, our very first dictator of America. I will we let are, you know. We are watching this. If, if it, it comes to that, it's quite possible. I, I will definitely be part of the civil war that ensues if there is an attempt at a dictator grab or a king grab. Uh, that's that's not a part of uh, American uh, culture. Do you remember all. the media? Do you remember the media slip up when he first visited uh, Kim Jong, and they said both the dictators had a meeting today you remember that slip up and nobody nobody batted an eye he does a lot of stuff like that uh-huh a uh-huh. lot and of stuff like and that. and the other thing too about this impeachment thing you notice what he said to putin hey hey don't interfere ha 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 he has come in. we will not interfere this time <laughs> it was uh he's he's really slick i think he knows exactly what he's doing yeah. and i'm telling you he's not gonna leave he is not gonna leave I don't think he's going to leave after his second term either. I that's, think he's going to be President that's a Trump terrifying forever. Notion, man. That is a terrifying, not just for who would be king, but just the idea that our republic would be so easily tore apart through Twitter. Like that, that tells me that our republic is nowhere near as strong as we're individually led to believe and want it to be. You know, I mean, it's a, oh shit. Well, I hope you didn't go. Um, no, I'm here. Okay. I can hear you. Your, your image is off. I'm going to try to bring it back real quick. Sorry. Did you turn it off so you could pick your nose? There you go. No, no, no. Sometimes I get phone calls on my cell phone. Oh, and gotcha. It just kind of interrupts because people don't understand that, uh, I actually am not always in the shop. Right. So people start to like call me like for. I give my phone number. I shouldn't do this, but I give my phone number out to people all the time. Um, my personal self, they want to get a hold of me, which has caused some problems, but mm. it's okay. I don't care. Okay. Uh, well, Brad, I agree with you. He says he's a firm believer that social media is going to be the downfall of society. We're already seeing it in the mental stability of our youth growing up in social media. We're seeing it in the way social media is leveraged to destroy democracies around the world. It is, I think it is a, a major downfall of mankind to be not too crazy about it, but it's a big problem. Like, and I don't know how we could ever unring that bell, you know? I think it's, we have to adapt or it's going to destroy us. Um, again, I don't want to be too freakish about it. Let's do the next story here. And this one... Holy shit. So this is crazy, but I'm going to take a different approach on it. So let me give you the story, and then I'll give you my approach. Um, New Jersey's high court took action Wednesday against two judges who have faced criticism over their comments in cases involving sexual assault. State Superior Court Judge James Troiano, he declined to order a 16-year-old rape suspect to be tried in adult court because he said, quote, the kid came from a good family. This young man comes from a good family who put him into an excellent school where he was doing extremely well. He's clearly a candidate for not just college, but probably for a good college. And that's his reason for not... This is a 16-year-old rape suspect. And that's his reason for not trying him as an adult. Uh, There's another one before I get to my point. 
Um, this is uh, Superior Court Judge John Russo Jr., who is uh, asking to be removed from the bench. He asked a woman during a 2016 hearing if she could have closed her legs to prevent a sexual assault and joked about it later uh, with court personnel. And uh, Silva called an alleged sexual assault of a 12-year-old girl by a 16-year-old not, quote, not an especially heinous or cruel offense. So these are two judges who acted in sexual assault cases for the sexual assaulter and are now, because of public outcry, asking to be removed from their benches, and they were successfully removed uh, because, again, citizens sort of rallied against them for that decision. But I think underlying these ideas are a very... Their reasons were wrong, but I think their actions were right. So let me explain why. This is a 16-year-old, in both cases, that committed the crime. This is not an adult. You do not charge chi children as adults. That's why we have adult crimes and we have child crimes. To, to expect a child who does not have a fully formed brain to understand as an adult is supposed to, who does have a fully formed brain, is insane to me. And more to the point, right and wrong, I think is less relevant than the age of these individuals. These are minors, and they should be charged as minors. That's why we have the laws in place. But that's just my opinion. What do you think? Well, when the judge was like, you know, he came from a good family, he can go to a good school, he's a good student. He is 16 years old. And I think back to all the dumb, stupid shit I did when I was 16. You know, rape is bad no matter what. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I think this this judge was trying to maybe save. It's bad all around. Rape is bad all around. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to justify. I think he chose. But he can be charged give, as a minor in rape could, case. But he didn't charge him at all with anything. Right, right. Uh, he should have charged him as a minor and he should have had probation and counseling and all that stuff for the next two years of his life. And then he could have been in a member of society trying to charge him as an adult is bad, but we don't. Okay. Here's the thing is we were not in the courtroom. We don't know the, the evidence that was presented. We don't know any of that. All we know right. is just what they're reporting to us. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a fragment of what actually happened. Right. So that's the thing. It's, it's, Maybe it wasn't, you know, we don't know the exact information that was given in court or the exact circumstances, and he gave him a slap on the wrist. Maybe there wasn't enough to really convict this kid of rape. We don't know. Right. And women are coming out there, finding out, are making false claims as well. I think he did this not to condemn this boy. He may have been charged, but there may not have been enough evidence to support that he did anything wrong. So that's where we don't understand, and for him to be to, to step down... That's bullshit, too, because we can't even look at the case because they're minors. So we're we're kind of, we're you know, it's okay to be, you know, Johnny on the spot after the fact, and we're calling plays from the sidelines, but we're not there. We weren't in the court. We can't look at it. We can't make an educated guess. Right. And to demand that these guys get their judge seats removed from them, it's like, fuck, Well, man. they asked to be removed in both cases because of the uproar. And the truth is, is the, the judicial... Uh, courts need to have the backing of the people if you don't trust your judges then you will never one vote them back into office but um you'll never be able to trust the rule of law in and of itself and you can see that breaking down at a national level but for it to break down at a local level that's that's a stone's throw from straight up anarchy and so we have to have some semblance of control and we were just talking about see, this, um, political see, this, correctness, this, right? This touch, this touches a real chord with me, Adam. Yeah. So because I've been accused yeah. of what I didn't do and it came out that it was not true and the person completely confounded it and it was complete bullshit. And I've had, I've gone through a lot for this. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a hard thing for me to say because I've been on the receiving end of false accusations mm -hmm. and it's really hard. It makes it tough, and I think, and I see what you're saying that the judges and the and the people and and, and everything else. See, this is what I don't like about the media. They don't tell us the full story, and they give us. They're not interested in being right. 
They're not interested in giving it the, the information that it needs. They just want to be first. They just want to sell cases, more yeah. tickets. Yeah. Right. So we're not knowing if this was this was riled up based upon what was going on. But at the same time, it's kind of horseshit because it's it's like we don't really know what was going on there. We don't know if the news actually reported it. And these we don't know if the story is accurate in itself. And then people rally to get these judges thrown off their bench and with with little with little to no information about what actually happened. Right. And I well, see, and I see and I see the point. I see the point, but I, it's at, at the same time, I, you know, I see where, I see where you're coming from. I just mm-hmm. think it's, I don't re- necessarily agree with it, but I don't have all the information. So right. I can't necessarily say what I don't necessarily know. Well, another way of saying what the judge said is, this is an affluent young man who raped the young girl, and I'm not going to have the law apply to this affluent young man like I would to say a black man or a brown man or a poor man. Did he say that exactly? No, that's what I'm saying, is that's another way of saying exactly what he said. This is a kid from a good family who's getting good grades, who can go to a good school, probably a great school. That's keywords for this is a child of substance and wealth, and he has a future unlike someone else who may commit the same offense, who does not have a future. So if this kid didn't get good grades... So the white then, privilege went a little too far. Right. And that's what I'm saying, is that it, it not only begs the question of whether or not they were right because of the reason they gave, or whether or not they're applying laws differently, which I think is a no-duh statement, to those of wealth and those without wealth, and those of status, whether that's a cultural status, and those not of a cultural status. And the law is not being applied equally under, you know, to everyone. So, for example, if you were a black man and you ended up in the situation that you were in and you were that finally got out that of... Judge, that judge would condemn me. Yeah, yeah. It would have Which been a terrible situation. so, because I was a rapist. So, yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Okay, I... You know what, then? My opinion is more if that's the... Thank you for pointing that out to me. That makes me kind of change my perspective on it because yeah. I was unaware i mean i wasn't after you said that like i understand where you're coming from and it kind of made me change well there's a perspective on it yeah there's another question a little enlightened (laughs) oh this is enlightening for now um zachary is asking is a 16 year old an adult it's weird because that's a cultural thing in some countries and a 16 year old is an adult in the united states it is not biologically they are definitely not um so it really depends on the society in which you live. I don't know. Do you think 16-year-olds could be seen as adults? Absolutely not. I remember when I was 16, absolutely not. Was I a fucking adult? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, at 32, I'm, I was not an adult personally. At 41, I'm still not an adult in a lot of things. So I can't, you know. But I'm yeah. not married or have kids either, which I think makes you more of an adult. I think that kind of kind of makes you... Uh, makes you more adult-ish when you have adult responsibilities. Not in all cases, but Mm -hmm. most cases. Yeah, he's also asking, who is we to pass judgment? And the we in this particular case are representatives, and these are elected representatives. Um, You don't call that bullying to the judges. Well, I'll tell you what. If the judge is found derelict in their duties, as any elected official... It is the responsibility of the constituency to remove them from office. If they are not doing what the constituency wants them, this is not a situation where they are hired. In most cases, judges can be appointed in a lot of cases, um, and in some cases, they're voted in. And so if the people who appointed them or the people who voted for them uh, no longer have confidence in their judgments, it's their responsibility to remove them. In the same way, if the president's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, he needs to be removed. That's how, uh, that's how the rule of law works. That's how our country works. Um, it's supposed to be for the people, by the people. Not for the people at the whim of the corporations controlling the people. Which is kind of where we find ourselves. Um, Alright, so let's, let's close out our conversation here with a little bit of a conspiracy theory story, if you want. Ew. Dicks. 
Right. Very flat animal. Oh, I see what you're saying, Zachary. He's saying a citizen Patrick DeMarco was expounding we acts as the people, the news watchers. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Pentagon may have released weaponized ticks that help spread of Lyme disease investigations ordered. So the U.S. House of Representatives quietly passed a bill requiring inspectors general of the Department of Defense to conduct a review into whether the Pentagon experimented with ticks and other blood-sucking insects for use as biological weapons between 1950 and 1975. This is being put forward by uh, Representative Chris Smith, Republican New Jersey, who was inspired by several books and articles claiming that the U.S. government had conducted said research. One of the books Smith refers to is called Bitten, The Secret History of Lyme Disease and Biological Weapons. Um, that being said, uh, the... Um, Probably some Spider-Man comics. Yeah. Well, it's, it's being disputed by... Uh, I'm trying to find his name here so I make sure that I'm saying it right. Uh, Philip Baker of the American Lyme Disease Foundation says that Smith's claims are completely unfounded. And he says the main reason for considering a given pathogen for possible use as an agent of biowarfare is the ability to create terror and or havoc by causing serious incapacitating illness and or death within a short time interval after its release. Lyme disease doesn't do that. So the explosion of Lyme disease that this senator is uh, complaining about, which is significant, an estimated 300,000 to 437,000 cases each year at a 10 to 20 percent of all patients suffering from chronic Lyme disease, is a bit of a crisis. But it is not a government spread one, according to uh, this organization. So, what do you think about this? It's so easy to believe anything that you read. That you have UFO conspiracy theorists, you have um, Illuminati conspiracy theorists, you have uh, no moon visit conspiracy theorists, and now we've got Lyme disease, bio warfare conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I think if they were going to make some kind of bio warfare, I don't think Lyme disease is your go to. <laughs> like the slowest disease to bother the you. The slowest disease, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, if you're going to deliver bio-warfare, you might, like the guy said, like, why waste your time unless it's a test to see mm -hmm. if you can actually do it? Let's use Lyme disease. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that that's... I think that's kind of horseshit. I think that's kind of horseshit. I don't believe it for one minute. Well, Zachary... I, I was going to say, Zachary in the chat room did bring up Plum Island uh, animal experiments, and there is ample evidence to indicate that both... Um, Ioxids, ticks, and B. bergdorferi were present in the U.S. well before the Plum Island facility was ever established. So Plum Island, there's um, a bunch of uh, supposed biological warfare testing being done uh, there. And so that's where this uh, leak is coming out of. And so that's where the conspiracy originates, is that they have admitted that there was a biological facility, and the rumors are of this coming out of that, hence A plus B equals conspiracy. And so a yeah, lot of these situations, like you can have the facility, it doesn't mean that they're releasing uh, ticks with Lyme disease into a populace. Yeah, I don't think that that's... They might have experimented on ticks and things like that, but I don't think that they release Lyme disease into the, the people. You can get Lyme disease from swimming in, like, really nasty water and shit. Mm. So, I mean, it's not like... Yeah, I'm not believing that at all. It's very fun to... It's very fun to entertain that idea yeah. that, you know, they're going to take us over with Lyme disease. Well, Christopher Lee is asking, isn't Ebola a virus? And, yeah, he's saying... Um that uh, if they really wanted to consider biowarfare agents, the organisms that cause smallpox, plague, Ebola, and anthrax would be at the top of the list. Quote, only a fool would ever consider adding uh, Lyme disease uh, to such a list because it would take so long to infect the population. Like I said, it's not really their go-to fucking disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I don't see the Legion of Doom saying they're going to kill the world with Lyme disease ticks. No, I, I don't think so. I, I think it's a little too far-fetched. I think this guy is dealing in beads. I don't think he really knows 
what's going on to make a, a claim like that. I, I I agree with Christopher Lee a whole lot that I just think it's uh, you know not not really based in truth. Well, I think he was suggesting that the bacteria Zachary is saying the bacteria is similar to Ebola and Ebola is a virus, and so maybe there's some connection there. Um, ultimately, I think our our government does so many things in secret that it's easy to pick up on any of them and and think that there's some grand scheme against a population, especially when we have an American government that um, uh, behaves with um, a regime change in other countries. Uh, we're doing it with Venezuela right now. Um, we, we interfere in other countries' politics. We start wars. Um, it, we, we, we invaded Iraq for oil, for fuck's sake. And blamed we, we it on 9 11. I think America needs a prime directive. <laughs> I think. Like, seriously. No interference. It's a Star Trek reference for people who don't know. Oh, we're, doing, we're talking to Satanists. They understand the reference. Okay. <laughs> We've got the audience. <laughs> they understand that. Like, mm, don't tell me. I understand. Live long and brother. Violating the prime directive. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta work on my Patrick Stewart. I don't. I haven't gotten very, very good with that Shave one. Shave your head, man. I keep... I, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've been watching a lot of Next Generation lately in the shop, and I've been trying to do it, but it's not seem to, I don't seem to be able to grasp it. So, number one, I would either do it number two. Yeah. Uh, Big Diamond is saying, you could say another conspiracy, maybe it's just population control. They would want to slow so they could make more money with Big Pharma. I mean, that, that's, that's a lot of reaching um, in that abstract thought. Um, I definitely... Oh, okay, I see, Zachary, I see what you're saying. Um, I, I definitely think that there is a form of population control being done by a lot of governments in the form of genocides. Uh, there's a lot of governments like the United States government that likes to turn the other uh, cheek or just sort of put up blinders because it's inconvenient for us to get involved in every particular case. Um, and unless there's money to be made, there's no way we're going to fund such um, interventions. Uh, I, I do believe that the U.S. government, because we've been shown way too many times that they have, are doing things that are secret and would, if not secret, be condemned. Um, I mean, we learned that they were spying on us all illegally, and we didn't do anything about it. We just trashed WikiLeaks for it. Um, and we made uh, uh, the guy who uh, leaked it a criminal. And yet, they're still breaking the law by watching all of us illegally. And so we've come to accept uh, the loss of freedoms on a massive scale. It's a norm now. And so as we break down norms, uh, supposed liberties that we've had, we can argue that we don't deserve truth and we don't deserve any rights because we're not fighting for the ones that are being taken from us on a regular basis. The same government that we champion and we salute the flag for, and I'm as guilty as anyone for doing it, is the same government that is looking down on us and treating us like children and lying to us and taking our money and funneling it to um, uh, third-party uh, contras. I mean, this is a reality of the world we live in. It's the rat race. We're too concerned about paying our mortgage and putting gas on our SUV or Prius now or whatever you're, you're driving. Um, we're too concerned with putting food on the table. We don't have time to get political. We don't have time to get involved like we used to. Yeah. You remember that not too long ago that we were a one-income family could support it. And people could have talks about politicalness and education and things like that. But now you have two parents that can barely scrape by. Yeah. And we're leaving our raising of our children up to teachers and uh, healthcare providers and daycare workers, and that's why we don't we don't really give a shit because we're too worried about fucking putting food on the table. Now, you've noticed a lot of rich people, okay, that have lots of money. They get very political. They support. They do things because they have the freedom to do that. We don't. We got to worry about it. We got to put. You know, how I'm going to pay my rent this month or how I'm going to do this this month. A lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. And I think that's why that we let the government get away with stuff because we're too busy. I can't take off the work to go fuck with the government. I got to work mm -hmm. my job. I got to pay my bills. Yeah. See what I'm saying? It's, it's one of those where 
you know, and that's where uh, it's not even instilled in colleges anymore. They're not they're not taught to stand up for themselves. They're not taught to get political. They're taught to be politically correct. They're being taught now not to challenge challenge the status quo, not to stick up for their rights, not to do any of that stuff. So you it's it's a it's a it's a it's pretty much a shift in thought and pretty much a shift of where people are going. You're absolutely right. We should be upset. We should have said something. But what's going on? Oh fuck, I gotta pay for my Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, there's a new series I wanna binge for the next ten hours. So I'll I'll worry about politics later. Yeah, it's kind of like the Fight Club thing where he says, you know, what names on my underwear? 500 channels to pick from. Uh, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't, people don't care like they used to anymore. That's yeah. why Trump gets away with what he does anyways. And the people yeah. that are coming out for his rallies are people that are, 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 yeah, hey, let's get this shit going. It's like he understands exactly who his audience is. Just like Howard Stern. Just yeah. like us. We understand our audience, and he very much understands his audience, and he's going to cater to his audience to ensure that he is President or King Trump forever. Oh. He's King Troll. He is the King Troll. Oh. He is yeah. the greatest troll on the internet. He yeah. is. He, he trolls is. the shit totally out of people, man. Out of everyone. He's, yeah. he's King Troll. I swear. He is King Troll Trump. Like He, he gets them <laughs> fucking mad. And he knows exactly what to say to push their fucking buttons. And they just, oh, they lose their shit. It's just the tweet. Yeah. I went to court over being friends with someone on Twitter. What? Yeah. Yeah. One of the arguments that I was going to hurt somebody was I'm friends with their friends on Twitter. That was the argument. And the, the courtroom erupted in laughter. Uh. But now you, But now you look at it now and you go, yeah, people get angry over somebody's random fucking thoughts. Mm. People lost their TV shows over it. People have lost their jobs because of things they've said on a social media platform. Yep. It's not even it's not even real. That's what people don't understand. I could make up myself as a whole nother identity and go on Twitter and start being a piece of shit. And people would get mad and angry and this and that. Nobody would know who I was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's Roseanne Barr, a comic, made a joke on Twitter about somebody. What happened? She lost her show that she created. Yeah. They killed she, her off on her own comic, show. Because a comic made a joke about somebody. That's what I'm saying. Like, why do we get so upset over this dumbass shit? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Who gives a fuck what he says? Who cares? If you don't feed it, then it don't grow. Leave it alone. If, if he says some racist shit, don't even acknowledge it. You know, that's the thing is that's what people hate the most is when they're ignored. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's you, absolutely true. It, it, and you you give people attention in the wrong way yeah. and they lose their shit. I mean, some people have such inflated egos of themselves, too, that they think it, it's um, that it won't be the same without them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be this. This feels so empty. Yes, yes, very much so, very um, empty. And, you know, you think about things like, you know, I mean, Trump getting impeached. I mean, he, he, impeachment is not just firing the man. You're stripping him of all his dignity as well. You're stripping mm -hmm. him of all his worth. He's being stripped down to his, his core. And a lot of people can't handle that. And the thing is, like, to make that kind of decision, it's got to be rough on many levels. Well, I, th I think it's personally a, a very easy one. If you break the law... You're held accountable. That's it. And whether or not... How many... Okay, how many of those senators and House representatives and congressmen yeah. have broken the law and nothing happened? Totally. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. We They're have two classes. Yeah, we have they the wealthy make... and we have the poor. And that's how our justice system works. And I don't like it. It's not... In, like, I believe in Lex Talionis. If you fucking wronged me, I don't care what you earn in a year. I want vengeance. Period. That's it. It's yes, that simple. I, I, I understand, and I see where you're coming from, but you got to understand, like, the people that, okay, the people that are making the laws are the ones that are supposed to impeach each other. Right. That's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, remember you're the right. Departed, you're proving, remember proving the right, departed yeah. where he's like, I got to find me. Yeah, you're telling me, kid. No, he's like, <laughs> I have to investigate the mole. I'm the mole. Like, it's not going to go anywhere. 
Yeah. That's the whole same thing. It's it's people that understand. It's like the people that make the laws, the people that are doing all those things. They're the ones that are are. They're not going to impeach themselves. They're not going to impeach their buddies or their cronies. They're right. not going to do that. They make well, that's, way too much money. That's why the Democratic Party is so pissed about the Justice Democrats. The the squad that uh, everyone's referring to right now because they were not put into office by corporate donors. They were put in by their constituents. They refused to take corporate money. And that's why they're stepping up to everyone, even their own parties. And they're primarying their own party members in order to get money out of politics. And that's why I respect them more than I'll ever respect any other establishment, Democrat well, or Republican. Well, that's the whole thing. We, we have to get the gangs out of politics. It's, it's a system yeah. based on bribery. And if the people actually elected people, it would just hear me out. What if people started voting that way on every level, even the mm -hmm. presidency level, we'd have a dramatic shift in our country. People that oh, actually yeah. took the job seriously and want to do it. And maybe, you know, that's that's the one thing about change. It has to go so severe one way for it to go the other way. Mm -hmm. So it has to get so bad. That we have to change it and go the other way. And I think that's what we're witnessing right now in our political realm is that people, Donald Trump got elected because he wasn't part of the regime. He wasn't part of the good old boy system in politics. Now that he's in there, he's going to do what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. But like you said, these other four Democrats, that's the way it's going. It's going the opposite way now. It's going to start happening more and more and more. Hopefully, we will see it where it'll be. People actually get voted without corporate money. Yeah, you got to keep the gangs out of politics, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a system based on bribery. You know, he who has the gold makes the rules. So the people that have the gold bribe the people that make the rules. Mm -hmm. So if you have the people electing the right people in there, that goes away, mm -hmm. and it's going to be a long way. It may be short lived, but once people get fed up enough, that's the way it's going to go. And like you said. There is a civil war coming, and I think it's coming very soon. It seems gonna, like it to me. You're going to make people pissed off enough, and that's you know that's the one thing that I, I really don't understand why we don't learn a lot about history in school and about history of politics because it's so important. Like you know, King Louis was such a fuckface that the people revolted. <laughs> they got so fucking mad, and that's like you know you can't be pissing the people off all the time because. They get mad, and there's more of them than there are of you. And you're gonna, uh, uh, you know, and they say, Oh, the military will protect them. The military is supposed to protect the people, yeah. and they're not gonna go against whatever. I mean, they're not gonna kill. I mean, it's 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 gonna get really bad, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I think if Trump does try to get elected for a third term, I think that's gonna spark it. I think that's gonna be the, the catalyst, yeah. and it's gonna be, you know civil war so um i'm glad that i'm having a i'm glad that i'm armed to the teeth so in case a civil war happens uh, i'll be fine <laughs> yeah let me let me give a quick apology to uh, christopher lee for mixing you up with christopher little gentlemen that was my mistake i did not read the last name but you know you can always just change your names to make it easier for me i mean consider it at least oh what's up christopher little <laughs> change it for me <laughs> <laughs> um, Lauren, uh, good to see you. You had mentioned um, about three-fifths majority in order to impeach. I don't, I don't care if they're successful as much as I care about the attempt. They have a duty. Fulfill that duty. Whether it's successful or not doesn't matter. But if you want me to vote for you and you don't do your job, fuck you. I'm voting for someone who will do it. And that's how would... every citizen should see it. I would love to get paid not to work. Oh my God. That'd be so awesome. Right. Think about that for Christopher me. Little says, Hey, I don't, I don't see the chats. Oh. See the them. chats. They're, they're not on yeah, my phone. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see them. <laughs> All right. But well, I do, but I do read them after the show airs. Nice. I'll have to delete those negative comments about you that people were posting then. No, no, no. I welcome those negative comments. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. I love to read that shit, man. I get angry, man. All right, everyone. Comments. Make some bad comments about him. <laughs> oh, so he can be mad. Uh, that's all I had for this episode. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Is there anything uh, current events that you would like to uh, 
bring up or address in any way whatsoever? Or I will say like that, that one person does not make or break a group, especially one person that is poison. So the loss of a poison person is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I think I that's think all so. I have to say about it. I think so too, but you know what? It's it's, but I do appreciate it. Yeah, I do appreciate the poison. I do appreciate the bad apple in the bunch because it makes it easier to recognize the bad apples in the bunch, and I think it makes you appreciative of what you do have and the group that you surround yourself with. I mean, there was a point when I thought like maybe I should stop doing this all together because of how things were going, and I said, well, I said, but. Really enjoy doing it, but I just don't like all the all the, you know. Not that I'm don't want to wear my big boy pants because I do, but it, it it just there's a lot of times that you know sometimes we get caught up in stuff and we forget what's really going on and what the real issue is. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad to be doing the show, and I'm glad that I was I'm able to do it for the listeners. I'm glad that you guys enjoy it, and uh, I'm happy to do it no matter what. If people didn't like it and it wasn't fun, I wouldn't do it. This isn't. Mm. You know, I got plenty of shit to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you do, too. <laughs> You're a busy yeah. man. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you joining me on these, man. I, I, I really love doing it, and I love the dynamic because we don't always agree on things. And sometimes we're on very polar opposites of an issue, but I think that's healthy, and I like it. So I'm very glad that you come on and do this. Well, you know, and we come from way different backgrounds, too. Like, I mean, you... You're in the corporate world a lot of the times, and I'm, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not a corporate person. So our ideologies stem from different ways, and we see things in different perspectives. Yeah. And it's nice that we can come together and, you know, have all this stuff. You know, when we were first doing the show, my whole thing was, you're the collar shirt. I'm the T-shirt guy. Like, that's just how this works. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I, I think it works really well. Um all right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank everyone who joins us live in the chat room. You guys kick ass. Thank you so much for your commentary and your back and forth and adding to the conversation through your comments and everything. It really does mean a lot. Um, and uh, again, Patrick, thank you so much for joining me. And as always, until we can speak of the devil again, hail Satan. Keep those checks coming.